This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. It's the NTL Now podcast, back and ready to go for yet another week's edition. Shane Wilbur, glad to be back with you here again this week. And uh, yes, I know, a little bit later on in the week, but hey, it's spring sports season. Games are kind of going every which way but loose, so you know what? Sometimes uh, you can expect the podcast to be a little bit later in the week, but hey, you know what? That's okay because, hey, better late than never, at least uh, a podcast edition is getting done. I mean, it's going to be a a big one this week. Uh, we got a couple of great guests that's going to be along here coming up as the uh, podcast comes along here. We're actually going to talk with NTL tennis champion, the Wellsboro Green Hornets coach, Andy Borzak. That's on the horizon. We're going to talk with him about the Wellsboro Hornets season and as well as what's coming up here as far as the team and singles go as far as the district tournament coming up here for tennis here in the next few days. So glad to have Coach Borzak along. He'll be coming up here in just a little while later on. Also this week, we're going to talk the Northern Tier West Sports Report and talk some NTL West Sports action out there with the NTW Sports Reports writer Lance Larkham. That'll be coming up a little bit later on in the podcast too. So just a couple of great guests here this week. Also coming up, we're going to take some time. We're going to go through some recaps of some baseball and softball action. Had some great matchups this week, uh, including Wyalusing softball returning to the diamond this week. Also, the Athens Wildcats baseball and softball team. Some big wins as well this week. So we'll uh, kick back and uh, talk about those as well. Plus, of course, as we always do, we'll recap the standings and kind of give you an update as to where some of the NTL teams are are sitting at this point in the season as far as the large and small school goes. And, of course, we'll uh, hit the track standings as well. Of course, some track meets uh, still to be uh, run here as the season goes. But, uh, yes, we'll uh, give you a little bit of everything this week right here on the podcast. So definitely get ready for that. So we're going to step aside here for a quick moment. When we come back, we'll start diving into some baseball and softball talk. That comes your way next after this quick timeout and a message and a word from our good friends at Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports.
check out the NTL Now podcast on all social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook by searching NTL Now podcast. And of course, remember, you can check out the NTL Now podcast on Twitter as well by searching at NTL Now pod. So, yes, the NTL Now podcast back and going with you here this week. Shane Wilbur, glad to be back with you as we continue on here. And of course, remember, you can tune in the NTL Now podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, the NTLSports.com website as well. Now, of course, uh, before we really get diving into this thing, I uh, want to give a quick shout uh, to our good friend Ed Weaver over at Circle W Sports. Of course, uh, for those of you familiar with high school football here in the Northern Tier League and, of course, the state of Pennsylvania, obviously one of the uh, big football games uh, in the All-Star ranks is the Big 33 game. And uh, our good friend Ed Weaver and Circle W Sports, uh, they've got a, a big involvement this year with the Big 33 game. So definitely uh, want to give them a shout uh, for the great work they're doing there. And remember, uh, go to CircleWSports.com. Check out all the great highlights there. And, of course, follow Circle W Sports on Twitter. Uh, they've got uh, some press releases and stuff, I believe, that'll be coming out here uh, by the end of the week. So definitely something you're going to want to check out there uh, as far as that goes. But let's take some time now. Let's dive into some baseball and softball talk, shall we? Let's start uh, with some softball action that I got to witness with my own two eyes this week. Of course, uh, with the rain and obviously uh, some COVID action uh, appearing this week in the league. Unfortunately, uh, there was not a lot of games played uh, for the most part, but I did get able, or I was able rather, uh, to get out and get a broadcast in this week. I had the ability to uh, watch the Troy Lady Trojans and the Wyalusing Rams uh, in softball action uh, earlier this week. And, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, a very, you know, interesting game of how it uh, basically went from uh, a two-run game all the way to basically a, a nine-run game. And you can just tell that, uh, you know, Wyalusing uh, was kind of eager and just excited uh, to be back out on the field as, uh, you know, Wyalusing uh, strikes for three runs in the first inning against Troy. And, of course, remember, Troy had come into this ball game with a four-game winning streak as uh, they had not lost in uh, a little over two weeks. So for Troy, I mean, they were looking to keep their momentum going. Now, neither of these teams had played in about a week's time. Uh, Troy, due to weather, Wyalusing, of course, had been uh, shut down for a little bit. But uh, for the Lady Rams to come out last night and uh, post that 10 one victory. That was a really big uh, game for them. Now, of course, uh, in the win last night for Wyalusing, uh, starting pitcher Haley Jane, uh, she came out, gave up a run early. Uh, the Troy Trojans did strike back. It was a 3-1 game after the first inning, but it was the big fourth inning for the uh, Wyalusing Rams where it really got separated as Wyalusing took advantage of some miscues, some timely hits, a big three-run home run by Sidney Friedlander who would uh, put basically the game away with that three-run homer to make it a 6-1 ball game. And uh, from there, Wyalusing just added some more runs and they came away 
with the 10-1 win. But, yes, as I was saying, Haley Jane had the uh, early, you know, I don't want to say struggles, but, you know, sometimes early in a ball game you haven't been pitching in a week. Sometimes, you know, batters are able to kind of get a little uh, jump on you early. And uh, Troy did. They took advantage of some pitches they could handle. Uh, a 3-1 game after one. But uh, then as the game went on, uh, you could just tell Haley Jane was starting to get into her groove, starting to get into her rhythm. And, uh, you know, Jane was able to, uh, to really settle down. She strikes out 11 in the victory last night uh, for Troy. Lindsey Steele who had had you know, some really good games as of late, unfortunately last night uh, just didn't have her best stuff and you're going to have that from time to time as the season goes on and uh, you know, Wyalusing was able to get those timely hits. As I said, Friedlander comes up. I mean, she's the leadoff batter. Uh, Steele had put a couple of batters on in front of her. Friedlander gets a pitch she can handle. It's over the fence and before you know it, you know, Wyalusing has got some big insurance runs going and uh, you know it's a 6-1 ball game uh, more runs are added and uh, before you know it it's a 10-1 ball game and from there you know Haley Jane just kind of shuts down the door and uh, you know for Wyalusing they improve now to 3-4 and four on the season Troy loses their 4 game win streak but I mean they're only 4-5 and five. they've still got some great games uh, coming up for them they still have a good pathway towards a potential district playoff berth but uh, for the most part you know I can see a path where both both of these teams uh, can both be uh, district qualifiers. I mean, uh, you know, for Troy, they've had a really nice run uh, so far towards the latter end of uh, April, towards the beginning part of May. So hopefully, uh, you know, Troy finds a way to recapture some of that magic and they keep things going. And of course, uh, for Wyalusing, I mean, their whole thing right now is they just want to build some momentum. They just want to play some games and get into uh, kind of a little bit of a flow for the season. You know, I was talking with Coach Loomis last night from Wyalusing and he's just like, Shane, uh, the one thing I just need is these girls to, you know, get some consistency, uh, get some consistent games under their belt, get some consistent swings, and just kind of get into the rhythm of the season. And uh, that's just something... Uh, they haven't done yet. I mean, he was telling me about the Williamsport tournament they had they had went to uh, a little bit earlier in the season, and unfortunately, you know, they were down some players, so uh, I don't think uh, Coach Loomis has really found out uh, who his top nine are yet and uh, what that team's going to look like as uh, they head towards a potential district playoff berth, you know, if they get there. So, I mean, that's kind of where we are now, but yes, uh, a great one last night over in East Troy, and again, congratulations to Y. Lucing, uh, you know, for bouncing back, picking up that win last night and of course you know as I said for Troy hey you know they've got uh, some better days ahead uh, some big games coming up and uh, that can really help shape their season uh, moving forward now some other big games around the NTL of course uh, I'm going to talk about one with uh, Lance Larkham coming up a little bit later on in uh, this podcast but uh, last night over in the west Kalineski Valley the Lady Indians you know so far this year two losses on the season they were uh, 10 and 2 I believe going into last night's action they had a big one with Northeast Bradford and how good was Tylee Franklin last night and uh, you know you're going to hear uh, Lance touch on that as well uh, Tylee Franklin last night uh, really stepping up as the sophomore pitcher for Northeast Bradford uh, just shutting down the Kalineski Valley team last night who had really been uh, pretty much a buzzsaw all season long as you know they were uh, looking for their 11th win of the year and, uh, you know, Northeast Bradford uh, takes pretty much good control now of the NTL Division II standings uh, on the softball side, as I believe last night with the victory, uh, Northeast Bradford, I believe, now has a three-game lead over Kalineski Valley here uh, with the season to go. Now, of course, hey, 
Anything can happen. Stranger things have happened. But uh, right now, Northeast Bradford, for the time being, uh, Coach Franklin and the gang over there, they've got uh, a pretty good hold right now on how the uh, small school division is. At least they're in the driver's seat. That's where they know they are uh, for right now. But, of course, uh, you know, for Kalineski Valley, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I had the opportunity to talk with Lance this week because, I mean, he, he just raves about this team. And, you know, as I like to uh, kind of tell him, it's really unfortunate uh, that this team got hit with COVID last year because, uh, you know, they had a group last year, I think, coupled with the seniors this year that could have been a potential district title contending team. Not that they still can't be this year, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's apples and oranges, really. But to think of what, you know, that program could have been uh, in a non-COVID year last year uh, really just, you know, kind of hurts me a little bit as a sports fan. But, I mean, I'm really happy to see Kalineski Valley you know, kind of bouncing back, really making the most of this season. But, yes, a great one last night uh, for Northeast Bradford as uh, they pick up a very hard-fought 4-1 win uh, over CV. But uh, both of those teams, you have not heard the last of either of those teams, I guarantee you, uh, coming down the stretch here towards the district playoffs. Other action last night, hey, big ones over in uh, Athens. Excuse me, sorry. I was going to say Wellsboro, but no. It was actually over in Athens, and both the boys – and the girls picking up uh, wins last night for Athens as they complete the baseball-softball sweep over Wellsboro last night. Now, of course, lost in the shuffle, uh, Darren Callahan for Wellsboro hitting his fifth home run of the season last night, but still Athens able to come away uh, with the win over uh, the Wellsboro team last night uh, in baseball action. Of course, uh, other uh, action as well for the Athens Lady Wildcats. I mean, a huge win for the Athens Lady team uh, last night as they put up 13 runs on Wellsboro last night. I mean, think about that. Wellsboro's been one of the uh, tight offensive teams all the way through here this year. But, uh, you know, for the uh, Athens Lady Wildcats to come out with that big win last night, I mean, that is just huge for the uh, Lady Wildcats last night uh, to come away uh, with that big win. But, yes, to see those two baseball teams uh, come away with those wins yesterday and, uh, well, the baseball and softball team, I should say, uh, for Athens to pick up those two big wins yesterday. That's uh, pretty big uh, for uh, both of those teams. And uh, also uh, in uh, baseball action, uh, you had Troy topping losing by a score of 9-5. to And also Noah Spencer for North Penn Mansfield picking up his fifth win of the year last night as the uh, North Penn Mansfield Tigers topping Tawanda by a score of 10-4. to So all kinds of uh, great action going along. And, uh, you know, a big shout quickly as well to the Tawanda softball team as they pick up a uh, quick win in dramatic fashion last night as they top North Penn Liberty uh, by a score of 9-8 too. So, yes, uh, you know, a lot of action uh, around the NTL yesterday and, uh, you know, for all kinds of uh, great action, uh, you know, check out the ntsportsreport.com. Lots of great write-ups, lots of great uh, recaps as well. So that's kind of where uh, we are as the uh, – afternoon and everything has gone on so yes a quick recap there and you know with that in mind let's quickly go and uh, we'll check out some NTL standings right now here on the baseball and softball side last week we started with baseball so this week what do you say we make ladies first and let's go to softball here 
uh, for both of these squads. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the softball standings in the large school as Athens with their win over Wellsboro now improves to 14-3 overall. They are 10-2 in the league. Why losing with their win last night over Troy? They are now second in the league as they are 3-4 overall, but 3-1 in the league, and that's why they sit in second place. Wellsboro right now in the large school standings are third. They are 9-4 overall, 6-4 in the league. Troy uh, falling to four and five last night. They are four and five in the league. Tawanda and North Penn Liberty uh, rounding out the large school division. Tawanda four and seven as uh, they look to try and win some games here down the stretch to see if they can get uh, to that 500 mark as well. On the small school side, like I said, uh, Northeast Bradford now pretty much with a three-game lead over uh, Kalineski Valley as the top spot in the small school division as Northeast Bradford undefeated so far on the season. They're 10-0 overall and in the league. Kalineski Valley, uh, excuse me, I guess I misspoke. Uh, Kalineski Valley right now 9-3 uh, on the season overall, 4-3 in the league. Uh, Canton 8-5 overall, 4-4 four four in the league and uh, Williamson and Sayre rounding out uh, the bottom half of the small school division. But a uh, quick shout to the Sayre Lady Redskins. huh? Big win for them the other night as they actually topped Williamson. Glad to see Sayre get a win on the year. I know that team's uh, had some struggles, had some heartaches this year, but uh, really glad to see them come away uh, with a win the other night. So, yes, congratulations to the Sayre Lady Redskins there uh, for their win the other night. All right, now let's move on to the baseball standings here this week, shall we, as the NTL Large School baseball standings have Wellsboro at the top. They are 7-6 and six overall, 7-4 and four in the league. It's a real tight one, though, up at the top as you've got Athens 9-7 overall, 8-5 in the league. North Penn Mansfield 9-6-1, 7-5-1 in the league. Wyalusing right behind them, 7-5 in the uh, or 7-5 overall, 5-5 five five in the league. Troy right now 4-7 overall. Four and six in the league. So Troy's still not out of a potential district playoff berth. They've got to find some wins along the way, but still in contention to possibly get to 500 if they can piece some things together. And of course, Tawanda rounds out the uh, large school division. On to the small school side where Sayre continues to pace things. Unfortunately for the Redskins, they did taste defeat, although sometimes a loss, not a bad thing, uh, as they were defeated by uh, crosstown rival Waverly last weekend. Uh, Sayre right now sits 12 and 1 overall. However, they are 9-0 in the league. Canton right behind them, 11-2 overall, 9-1 in the league. That one loss, of course, to Sayre. Northeast Bradford Baseball, who's had some good games as of late, picked up a dramatic one last night over Kalineski Valley. Congrats to them as Northeast Bradford now 4-6 overall, 4-6 in the league, and Kalineski Valley Baseball and Williamson rounding out the small school division there. So that's kind of where we sit on the standing side for baseball and softball. Uh, this week on the track and field side, you know, with the weather and such, uh, didn't really see a lot of uh, scores come along the way, but uh, hey, you know what? Still Let's go to the quick standings there in track and field this week. Uh, let's see where we are standings-wise. Athens and Williamson still pacing the way in the NTL boys track standings. losing Wellsboro, and Troy round out the top five on the boys track standings. On to the uh, girls track standings so far. Uh, at the time of this recording, Athens, Troy, Williamson, Wyalusing, and Wellsboro 
round out your top five there on the girl side of track standing. So definitely a very tight niche things here going on as the uh, spring sports season beginning to wind down. Now, of course, as we head into next week, I think we're going to hit the uh, district standings as well as, uh, you know, time is winding down. Of course, uh, May 19th, the cutoff for baseball records to be recorded, and uh, May 22nd is the cutoff for softball. So uh, it is getting closer. I mean, you think about it. We are, what, 12, 13, 14, almost, uh, yeah, somewhere in there as far as days remaining. So, you know, it's, uh, it's counting down and it's getting close. So it's it's uh, good to see that uh, the spring sports season continues to truck along. Looking forward to some district playoffs here coming up in just a little while. All right, so now that we've talked some baseball and softball, we're going to do that uh, coming up a little bit later on in the podcast as we will put some focus out towards the West teams as we will talk with Lance Larkham from the Northern Tier West Sports Report. That will be coming up a little bit later on. So, yes, we will come back to some baseball and softball talk there. But coming up here in just a minute, you know what? Uh, we talk uh, about district playoffs and such. Well, we've got tennis coming up. That's right. So we're going to take some time. We're going to catch up on the tennis side of things and we're going to talk with Wellsboro head coach uh, coach of the champion Wellsboro Hornets that's right the NTL champion Wellsboro Hornets tennis team coach Andy Borzak going to join us here in just a bit so folks kick back relax enjoy because when we come back uh, after this quick timeout we're going to talk tennis with coach Borzak next right here on the NTL now podcast Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim McIninch today, 570-404-7815, or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. All right, we are back here on the NTL Now podcast this week, and I told you before we hit the break, we were going to talk some NTL tennis. It's a first-time thing here on the podcast, so I'm definitely excited for that and to uh, help us uh, learn more about the tennis side of things. Let's talk with the coach of the NTL champion, Wellsboro Hornets. Let's bring in Coach Andy Borzak this week. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time this week for the podcast. Hey, no problem. It's great to have some time. Tennis, that's a big thing. Glad to have, to have us on. Andy, you know, I got to ask because this is the first time, you know, that I've ever talked tennis here on the podcast. Uh, how long have you been the head man of this program? How long have you been uh, involved in the in the uh, sport of tennis? Well, I only started, I've been doing girls now in Wellsboro for two years. It's my first year with the boys. Um, I'm a, a former Wellsboro player myself. Graduated just a long time ago now at this point. 
Uh, then I spent some time I went to Elizabethtown College, played a little bit there. And then I'm a teacher, and so I spent 12 years of my life teaching and coaching tennis down in northeastern Maryland. And so I coached a, uh, actually, in Maryland tennis is a co-ed sport. Uh, boys and girls are on the same team. They play together in the spring. So I got that going on uh, for a couple of years and out to Ohio for a few years and just moved back into town about two years ago. So I'm really excited to take over. I'm really glad working with these guys this year. It was a lot of fun. You know, Andy, uh, you know, when I originally was uh, taking some time here to set this up, I was kind of following, you know, some of the headlines I would see uh, on the NTL site and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious, you know, from a competition standpoint, I mean, where does, like, the, the NTL teams rank here amongst, uh, you know, like, District 4? I mean, is tennis, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, competitive sport, like, with, uh, like, the wrestlings, the, the footballs, the track and fields and stuff? I would say tennis in general in the NTL is a little bit harder to, to deal with. We have such small schools and we have a small population of guys and girls that can actually play uh, sports in general, and then they get spread over a lot of other sports. So NTL tennis is kind of hit and miss. We have some good schools, and we have some schools that kind of struggle to get players. Um, I was really fortunate this year to get a good group of guys coming in that are um, all soccer, a lot of soccer players, uh, used to competing, used to playing sports. So we were able to put together a pretty strong team this year. You know, what's interesting about the sport of tennis is I'm curious because and I want you to help me uh, kind of piece this all together. Uh, how do uh, athletes come along here for the sport of tennis, you know, once they hit their high school time? You know, I mean, I'm curious, you know, what or what makes them interested or rather in the sport given the fact that, you know, when they grow up, uh, tennis isn't like one of those youth sports that you see a lot of kids playing. You know, you see soccer, football, baseball, softball, basketball, but, I mean, tennis isn't something they're really exposed to until they hit the high school ranks. Yeah, I know, and it's, it's kind of a shame, actually, because it's a great sport. I've got an eight-year-old myself, and he's been playing since he can walk. Um, he really enjoys it because he gets to run around a lot. Um, it, at high school, luckily, I teach in the schools, and so, you know, just through interacting with kids and talking to them, I get them excited about playing. Um, a lot of times, it's word of mouth. All I need is a couple of guys that have a bunch of friends somewhere, and they talk them into it, and all of a sudden, they have a program. So it kind of depends upon getting the right group of people in there and then getting word of mouth. And once they try it, they're kind of hooked. So uh, this year specifically, these guys, they'll, they'll play all the time. They're there after practice. They're there on the weekends. And they just want to keep learning. So it's almost a shame that it took them this long to figure out they like the sport. Talking with Wellsboro tennis coach Andy Borzak here on the uh, NTL Now podcast. And Andy, I mean, is this a, a sport that, you know, I know you're coaching like varsity level kids, but is this something where you encourage, you know, even down through to like seventh and eighth grade to even come out and, uh, you know, kind of start getting them familiar with this? Absolutely. Over the summer, Wellsboro Parks and Rec has some tennis programs that uh, March Hoffman, who was formerly the coach, she runs those over the summer, and she actually doesn't she doesn't charge for them. They're free. So she's got a couple different age groups that, you know, early in the summer, a couple of weeks, the end of June, beginning of July. And so we're trying to get kids out a little bit earlier, and hopefully they'll stick with it going through middle school and high school. Now let's put the focus onto this 2021 season because obviously, you know, you are league champions. Uh, looking at the uh, district site, obviously, you know, as a team, you're going to have the uh, number one seed going into that uh, once that district tournament gets going. So kind of give me a, a recap of this 2021 season so far, you know, uh, highlight some players. Uh, you know, what did you see? What did you like about this team uh, going into the year? Yeah, we had uh... – We've got a team of 12 guys, which for uh, the NCL, that's a pretty large squad. And of those 
12 guys. I think we had maybe four that had played. See, last year we lost here, so we didn't have anybody that really got any time in last season. So I think I had four players that returned that had played for one season. Um, only one, Will Poyer, number one, he played as a freshman and a sophomore. So he was the most experienced player on the team. Uh, then I got a bunch of new players out that, uh, like I said, they're athletes, they're soccer players, they're basketball players, and they decided to pick it up, and they kind of picked it up quickly. So we, we've had a good season. Will's been phenomenal. Will's the number one singles player. He's actually the number four seed in the district singles tournament coming up here on Saturday. And then uh, Zach Singer's playing number two for us, and he's playing a real strong season as well. He was 13-1, and one, and so he's been having a phenomenal season. And then those two will, will team up together to play in the district doubles tournament here another week or so. So they've been they've been real strong. Our singles players have been undefeated. Joe Doty is our number three singles player. Phenomenal season. The only loss they've all had is to Williamsport. So we got Williamsport on the schedule. They're a big school. They're a real strong team. We want to see what it was like. Uh, we got beat, but uh, we hit with them. I was really impressed. I think the guys were, were glad that they found out they could hit with a good player. So we try to schedule some of those tougher teams in the season, during the season just so we have a sense of what it's like to get to that competition at the end of the season when we get into the district play. You know, I'm curious from a coaching standpoint what it's like to coach more of an individual sport, whereas, you know, uh, again, you know, like the team sports, like soccer, like football, basketball, baseball, and such like that. I mean, what's is it a different mindset knowing that, you know, you're, you're kind of coaching kids more individually to uh, kind of coach up their strengths rather than trying to work within a team setting? Yeah, it's a little, it's a unique sport. It's, it's both individual and team because we got to win as a team, but ultimately you're kind of out there by yourself unless you're playing doubles. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, a real mental sport, actually. You know, trying to translate that confidence you have in practice, trying to translate that to gameplay. Um, you got ups and downs in a match, and a lot of times it's really just trying to get everybody's head straight. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's individual when you're out there, but you're cheering for your teammates, too, because we need to win three of those five matches to get the, uh, the team win. Another interesting facet here of this, because you know I am I love having this interview right now because basically you are talking to a blank slate, like you are basically educating here right now. So, all right, take me through this process now. Let's just put you know a scenario in front. It's basically you know Wellsboro against uh, you know Team X or whatever. How do you go about setting up matchups, uh, you know, for kind of like a, a team duel or whatever against a different team? I mean, do you have like top players play top? players and such or are you setting up matchups to make sure that you get the win yeah we've got see, tennis is a, a real sport of etiquette uh, we got to make sure that we're doing things we have to have a, a ladder I have to have a competition set up so I can have an idea of what my players are ranked 1 through 12 and then it's customary you put your top 3 singles players out, your top 3 players out there to play singles you have them have to have them in the order number 1 is the best followed by 2 and 3 and then you go down the, the lineup then we got two good players playing first doubles then we get another two playing second doubles and a first doubles team has got to be better than a second doubles team now as the season goes on i got a lot of players so I try to get some other people in there so I might have had some players just sit out so if I look at our competition and I see we can win the match maybe not having our best players in there I'll let our best players sit for a little bit so I can get some other players some experience because we always want to make sure we have the younger guys getting some experience because they'll be the guys to go to in the years coming up 
talking with head coach Andy Borzak from the Wellsboro tennis team. Now, of course, coach, uh, on the horizon here for you, the District 4 tournament, as you said earlier, you know, you've got the singles tournament on the horizon, but I believe it's the team tournament that is up first. Obviously, you know, you've seen uh, some of the results of some of the uh, preliminary matchups. Obviously, uh, you know, you've got a date with uh, Milton coming up here in the uh, team tournament. So, I mean, do you have, is this like a scouting thing? Do you have the ability to watch film on these kids, kind of see their strengths and weaknesses? I mean, is this kind of how uh, things play out in the tennis world? Unfortunately, no. I'd love to have some idea how they play. Uh, they're one of those schools that aren't on our schedule, so we actually don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, they beat Gelton uh, by about the same that we were able to compete with Gelton again, so I imagine it's going to be a pretty close matchup. Uh, we will see some of their players, their top two players in the singles tournament coming up this weekend, so that's actually first. So I'll get a sense and I'll watch their match to see what they look like. Um, but they were coming in kind of with a, a blank slate, and we're just going to continue with whoever's there. Now, of course, you know, when you talk about uh, singles, obviously, you know, ranking your team one, two, three, you know, take me through kind of the transition, though, uh, for doubles. I mean, is that a hard thing? And we'll use, you know, like Will and Zach together, as you said. I mean, is it hard to kind of blend their skill sets together? Or, you know, do you, do you find kind of just that niche of uh, knowing, you know, who's better at uh, one facet or another? Will and Zach, that's kind of an easier case. They're cousins. So they've been dealing with each other their entire life. So their, their dynamic is pretty solid together. Um, when I look at other doubles players, a lot of times it's, it's, it's both athletic ability and tennis ability and also personality. If the personalities don't mesh, then I'm not going to have a good doubles team. So that's one of the things I tell the guys at the beginning of the year. If you want to play doubles, make sure you get along with everybody um, because otherwise you're not going to have anybody to play with. So that, that's a real big part of it, maybe even the most important part of it. That's awesome to hear. And you know, I love this interview, and I know I've stated this before, but this is just awesome to learn about, uh, you know, a completely new sport out there in the league, you know. And it, it's unfortunate, you know, that uh, it, it just kind of flies by like the season. Now, normally, is this a fall sport or is this, you know, kind of it's time of the year? I feel like tennis was kind of one of those sports that got moved to the spring this year. Am I right? Or is this kind of like the season that it is? No, nope, the girls the girls play in the fall and the boys play in the spring. So in Pennsylvania, that's the way that it's always been. So we're we're pretty stable, and we were lucky to get the girls' season in completely in the fall. And now it's uh, now it's the boys' turn. Oh man! All right. So now I feel like I'm kind of back on track here. At least you know we're kind of uh, rolling at least with uh, you know kind of the, the same timing uh, for this sport for sure. So yes. Yeah, so now as you look at uh, you know District Four uh, tournament uh, as a whole for both uh, the the singles, you know the doubles pairings and whatnot, and of course is the team. I mean, what is it you're telling your kids right now, uh, knowing that you know they're probably getting a little more amped up? I mean, what's the message you're kind of delivering now here through these uh, remaining practices and such uh, with all all this uh, postseason competition coming? Well, the message is they can play with anybody that's out there in the district, and they have to have the confidence to do so. And we worked a lot this week on trying to win the simple points. A lot of times you work real hard to get a point set up, you got an easy quarter-way shot, and you just dump it in the net or hit it walk long. It's completely unnecessary. You just have to think a little bit. So we worked on that this week, just finishing points out when we can finish them. Um, we just need to have the confidence to go in there and play, and I really do think we can play with anybody. 
talking here with head coach Andy Borzak from Wellsboro High School. And Andy, you know, uh, as we are winding down this interview here, obviously, you know, you're very passionate about the sport of tennis. You've been around the sport of tennis now for a long time. You know, for, for parents out there who might be listening to this podcast and might be saying to themselves, you know, how might I uh, get my child involved in the sport of tennis? Or, you know, this sounds like something maybe uh, that I might look into at a later time. I mean, what are, what are some advice or, you know, what are some kind of pointers you might give to some parents out there who, who might have a child that uh, they might consider moving towards the sport of tennis? I tell you, it's a great, it really is a great sport to play, and people say it all the time. It's one of those lifelong sports. Um, you, you know, you can only play football so long, and then you're kind of done with it. But tennis is one of those things. When I was growing up here in Wellsboro, I spent all of my time in high school playing with the folks that were well beyond my age, and I learned a lot from them, and they were still playing when I moved back to town 20 years later. So it really is a sport of a lifetime. They've made a lot of adaptations in the recent years for uh, kids that are younger, you know, 10 and under. They've got balls that don't bounce as high. They've got rackets that are shorter. They play on smaller courts with lower nets. So it's really made the sport smaller so you can get into it. You know, not a lot younger. The ball's not bouncing over your head. Um, it's really a, a great thing to start. It's a lot of fun. I've seen a lot of younger kids get out there and really enjoy themselves, moving around all the time, developing hand-eye coordination. It's a great sport for movement. It's a great complementary sport for something like soccer. That's why you get a lot of soccer players, guys in the spring that play, you know, soccer in the fall. It's, it's great with footwork. It's great with hand-eye coordination. So it really is a good complementary sport and just a good lifelong activity. So, you know, in Wellsboro, we got the Parks and Rec Department, like I mentioned before, that's got summer stuff going on. And I would check to see anywhere in the, in the northern tier if there's any programs that are out there just to get some exposure because it really is a lot of fun. You know, something that I'm kind of curious about here, of course, uh, you know, as we wind things down here, is really the next step to really make NTL tennis uh, kind of a, a more prominent sport here. Uh, you know, like we've seen other sports evolve. Uh, is it going to be, uh, you know, necessary to uh, kind of start maybe like a 7th and 8th grade program? You know, junior highs become kind of the norm here amongst a lot of sports across the league. I mean, do you see that as like the next step to really help this game grow here in the northern tier? I think you probably have to start younger. I think you probably have to get kids that are interested in going into into middle school and then say, look, we got a group of people that really want to play, um, and then see if we get the numbers for that. Right now, if we struggle to get numbers at the high school level, it would be hard to say, well, let's do a middle school team too. But I think ultimately any kind of feeder program is what's going to help us out. And so the younger we start, the better off we'll be. Um, so hopefully, you know, next few years, getting stuff going here, getting myself reestablished in town, hopefully we can get some stuff going and try to build things up a little bit across the entire northern tier. Coach Borzak, I got to tell you, this has been a very enlightening interview here today. You know, I'm glad we were able to catch up, uh, you know, put some NTL tennis here on the map on the NTL Now podcast. Uh, I know you got a lot of racing thoughts right now with the district tournament uh, on the horizon. A lot of competition coming up here over the next few days here for your Wellsboro squad. Uh, again, congratulations on the NTL championship this year. Good luck to you and the Hornets uh, along the way here in the postseason. And uh, thanks again for taking some time here for the podcast podcast this week yeah thanks i really appreciate having the time thank you very much all right, that's Coach Andy Borzak from the Wellsboro Tennis Team here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Folks, stick around. Coming up, we are going to talk NTL West softball and baseball. We're going to do that with the man from the Northern Tier West Sports Report, Lance Larkham, and that comes your way after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40-degree programs 
From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Is it that night of the week where nobody feels like cooking and you just want some good food? Then you need to get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, with a full menu of entrees, appetizers, and everything in between, you'll love the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. If you want pizza, wings, stromboli, steaks, and more, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Dine in or take out. 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Remember, like them on Facebook. And welcome back here, NTL sports fans, on the NTL Now podcast this week. Of course, as I told you before the break, it is time to talk some NTL sports from the NTL West. And joining me now here, the new man on the media block, writing for the Northern Tier West Sports Report. Let's join Lance Larkham here this week. Lance, thanks for taking some time this week, my friend. I'm glad we're finally able to catch up. Hi, Shane. How are you? I am absolutely ecstatic. I have been, uh, you know, kind of in the hunt here for the last couple of weeks to try and make this happen. Just because, you yeah. know, it's uh, it's nice to have, you know, somebody kind of featured out on the west side, kind of just focused and being able to really uh, kind of give the, the inside details, I guess, out there. So, yes, definitely glad to uh, catch up with you here this week. So, uh, you know, Lance, uh, before we really dive into the sports thing, uh, I just want to kind of give you a little bit of a uh, platform here to kind of just talk about, you know, the, the NTL West Sports Report and uh, what it is you have going on out there. Yeah, I'm not sure if people are familiar, uh, definitely with our site yet, but um, most people from the area are familiar with uh, Tim Burney's site up in the Valley, Valley Sports Report. And he's been running that for, I don't know, nine or 10 years now. And he began the Northern tier sports report.com NT sports report.com that Chris Manning, formerly of the review uh, runs and covers uh, the remaining East teams other than the Valley, Northeast, Wyoming, Canton, Troy, Tawanda. And Tim kind of saw a need that the West uh, not any fault of anyone other than uh, you know society that they just don't have the coverage over there that that the rest of the schools and the rest of the athletes were getting and and it is it is kind of a, a niche thing the the west they have their own identity and they have their own you know their history and uh, with certain sports and and all sports and he decided to start this website focused solely on Tioga County uh, PA teams and it's it's been nothing short of remarkable the uh, how we've been accepted and and the coverage that that we've been able to to give them how it's been received has just been phenomenal I focus on the West teams I have the five schools and and that's who I cover, and that's who I give the attention to, and and they deserve it. 
You know, it's interesting because, I mean, you actually had kind of your own adventure you wanted to try a few years back. You know, unfortunately, circumstances and such, you I know, did. didn't allow you to kind of follow through with that. Uh, what was it I about? Did. What was it about like this opportunity here with Tim Burney and the NTL West Sports Report that you know really kind of struck that sports fan chord with you and you know made you want to take on this challenge? Well, and and I did. I I. Uh, from talking to Tim, he was being he was successful with the Valley Sports Report, and I, at the time, whatever it was, nine ten years ago, eight years ago, wanted to do the same thing for Canton and Troy, um, I, and it was Cantro Sports, and he was very helpful. I mean, he he did everything. I mean, he showed me how to do everything. He hooked me up with his website guy, everything. Um, I did that for. I don't even know, six months maybe, but I was still coaching. I was still, um, I was working full time and trying to do that. And he had said, he said, you can't do this on a part-time basis. It's, it's, it's a full-time gig. And I also had uh, a difficult time um, selling advertising space for it because I'm not a salesman. And, and that was the big draw for this is, you know, when he contacted me that he wanted to start one in the West and would I be interested and I don't have to sell. All I have to do is go watch sports. And that's, you know, I'm not coaching anymore and still want to be involved in sports. And this was the, I don't want to coach anymore. I don't want to ref. So this was the only other avenue really um, for me to take on. And, and it's just been, it's been amazing. That's it's awesome. Been great. I, 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 I Sat there, drove to Alanefki three days this week, and and a lot of people, you know, they oh, it's so far for you, and you know, it's really not. It's really not that. It's not a bad drive. I can think of worse ways to spend an afternoon <laughs> than driving, you know, past Kalineski Lake and and going and watching a, a softball and a baseball game, good games, and so yeah, it's been it's been amazing so far. All right, so, you know, with that, we know we'll talk about, like, the website and uh, how people can find your work uh, coming up here a little bit later. But, you know, I really want to dive into some of this sports action that's going on out there in the West awesome. because, you know, I really feel like watching kind of how things are unfolding here over these uh, last couple of weeks. And, and, you know, Lance, you can feel free to uh, tell me I'm wrong here. Are the hottest two baseball teams in the league right now playing out west because that's kind of the way I'm seeing things unfold here over these last couple of weeks. You're thinking Mansfield and Wellsboro. Uh, I'm a, I'm assuming you're thinking Wellsboro and I can also uh, can also throw CV in there. Uh, <laughs> who are not are not playing bad. Um, but no, Mansfield, you know, after a, you know, slow start, um, they've picked up some really good wins. Um yeah, they'd be the St. John Newman team that I don't know if they've lost since. I'm not sure if Bishop Newman's lost since then. Um, and and they're playing well. They're hitting the ball. They put the ball in play. You know, they're just – they remind me of uh, uh, the kids. They, they look like kids that have just played ball, that just are always playing ball, whether it's travel ball, AAU – all the way up through Little League, they just—they're always putting the ball in play. And Wellsboro's the same thing. Wellsboro kids, I mean, look—you're watching Wellsboro high school team, and and those kids are doing stuff that 
their drills and their their um, their practices they're geared more towards getting these kids to the next level and and it's showing they're they've got kids that are that are getting a lot of attention from some colleges and um, and it's just they're fun to watch and Steve does a great job with them Steve Adams the coach at Wellsboro he uh, he does a great job with them but yeah they both they both are playing very well and they both had or Wellsboro had you know set back last night um, Mansfield got a good win uh, CB dropped one to Northeast Bradford but I'm uh, CB is, is another team that they remind me of Mansfield a lot. They just look like a, a bunch of kids that are all buddies that are out there playing ball. They have fun. They enjoy each other. You know, they, they're jawing back and forth with each other. They're fun to watch. They put the ball in play. And uh, I think probably not that uh, their, their number one pitcher is solid, um, the St. Peter kid. Uh, but beyond that, I don't think they're real deep in the rotation um but they're also young and uh, they're, they're playing good ball right now yeah. maybe not district <laughs> district you know threatening for a district championship ball but they're playing decent which is always a good thing now of course i think what's uh, been kind of a couple of the surprising stories here so far uh, out in the west sticking with the baseball theme uh, Noah Spencer coming back out this year to play baseball for Mansfield. He's doing electric things out there on the mound. I think he picked up like his fifth win last night against uh, Tawanda. And then, I mean, has Darren Callahan hit a ball that stayed in the yard this year? Because it seems like every week there, I'm seeing like a retweeted video of him playing long ball this year. And it's just awesome. It's just two of the most uh, awesome highlights I'm seeing this season. His swing is, it's, it's, so fun to watch and and he died he hit his fifth homer last night and and they're all moonshots every one of them um but that that left-handed just that pure baseball swing the follow-through i you know when i'm taking shots at games and and usually you're trying to get contact and uh, you know with the bat and the ball not with him him i wait for the follow-through because i want to see <laughs> that pretty pose after the after the bomb and yeah, he's a he's a special ball player. There's a bunch of kids on that team that are. That um, and yeah, Noah picked up his fifth win last night. Hasn't played since I think freshman year was the last time he played baseball. And came back out this year, and he's five and zero. He hasn't lost. Um, he's just an athlete. He's just a, an exceptional athlete. That's that's gonna excel at. You know, he's one of those kids that. We used to say, you know, this kid could probably pick up a tennis racket next week and make districts. You know, he's one of those kids. He's just an athlete, and it, it's showing. Now, of course, you actually had the ability to watch in person uh, one of those, uh, just one of those electric softball games uh, on the slate last night uh, over in Kalineski Valley. Of course, a big matchup in the uh, Division Two standings as Northeast Bradford made the trip over there last night to take on Kalineski Valley. Now, of course, for those who might not know, Kalineski Valley this year. 10 wins already under their belt for a softball season. And for those who might be wondering, well, where in the world did this happen? I keep telling folks, I mean, 
people should be kind of uh, – it's really a shame, I guess I should say, that they lost their season last year because this group of seniors, coupled with last year's seniors, that team could have been something formidable, and I'm glad to see them at least reaping some of those rewards this year. They are. You know, I, I refrained in, in the preseason from highlighting the season that I thought that they could have. And I visited with uh, with Coach Vargason before the season started when they were practicing. I mean, we were he was still in a parking lot uh, playing catch, basically. It was a preseason practice. But he had 18 girls there. They were a good mix. I mean, they have the, a couple seniors, you know, his daughter Michaela and the, and the catcher, Abby Ackley, good leaders, but also very young. And... He had them lined up in two rows. You know, there's 18 girls, so he had them in two rows of nine, and that's normally how you warm up, just playing catch with your with your partner. Well, half of the whole one side was all pitching. I said, what? I said, you have nine pitchers. He goes, yeah. He goes, I have nine pitchers. He said, most of them are young. He said, but he said, yeah. He said, we're we're solid throughout. We're very deep, and just watching those girls the first couple games I knew I said oh man I said these girls could be good and and they have been they have played and they're and that's another case you know yes they missed a whole year because of quarantine and that that stunk for them but they didn't sit around and sit inside and play video games every one of those girls you know when I talked to to Packley and, and Bargason they said every girl here was on our travel ball team. We played travel ball with each other, and we went to a lot of games. We played a lot of games. We played a lot of softball. So they didn't sit around. They got to play. They didn't get to play their, you know, their varsity season, and they did lose a lot of girls that that could have been pretty special. But they still played ball, and it shows because they play. They played very well together. Last night was, um, <laughs> last night was. I think a realization, if not for everyone else, maybe for me, that uh, Northeast Bradford's pitcher, the Franklin girl, is more dominant than I thought she was. I knew she was a solid pitcher. I didn't realize that she could shut a team down without striking them out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Um, just... She induced a ton of ground balls and, and pop out. I mean, they're recorded as flyouts. They're not. They're pop outs to the you know? mm. <laughs> And she was she was dominant. They had a hard time with her. But yeah, it was a great game. Four one. Uh, they scored. Kalineski scored early, but they just couldn't put anything together after that. The Franklin girl really really shut them down. That she she does a really good job, and her dad does a great job coaching. I mean, it's just awesome to see, you know, that squad having uh, as successful of a season as they are. And, you know, Northeast Bradford, obviously, I mean, they've just been like a softball factory, it seems like, right. for probably like the last Absolutely. 20 years. But, I mean, still, I mean, just to, to see that ball game go 4-1, I mean, even if you're Coach Vargason, I mean, hey, you know, you lose by three runs and, you know, you're facing one of the toughest pitchers in the league. I mean, you still got to be satisfied that your team still went out, still battled, and, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't know if they still have another matchup left, but, I mean, that's still a good test for them moving forward because, obviously, I mean, Kalineski is going to have a district playoff berth in their future. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think he can be 
I mean, loss is a loss. No coach likes a loss at all. There's, you know, no such thing as a good loss. But, but they played well with a really, really good team, and um, they, yeah, they, their last game of the season, they play Northeast again, the 18th. Um, so they've got, man, they've got a lot of games. So they've still got one, two, three, four, five games left. They've still got Wellsboro twice. Um, they get Northeast Bradford at the end of the year. And that's really about it. That'll give them, oh, they have Wyloosing also. So, but yeah, as far, I think they were, the last I checked were they, I can't remember what they were ranked in districts, but yeah, this goes beyond, I mean, they, they have a team built for beyond the NTL. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of Northeast Bradford is like you said, they, they're a dynasty at this point. They've definitely put in the work, that's for sure. But, yes, definitely, you know, uh, glad to hear all these uh, great reports coming out of the West and, you know, really glad to see uh, kind of this focus and such that uh, you have going on over there uh, with the website and such. So, Lance, you know, I want to give you a quick moment. Uh, tell the listeners out there where folks can go now to read more about uh, the content you're putting out for the West and how folks can go to uh, find all of this uh, great information. It's NTW sportsreport.com it gets a little confusing uh the east site is northern tier sportsreport.com nt sports report ours just has a w in there um so they can they can log on there and we do try i'm trying to do uh, as much with social media as i can to to uh, direct people to the site um or, you know we have with every article you know, we try and get as many photos as we can. Um, you know, we've got a group of guys running around to different games. It's nice with, you know, with the fact that we're one of three websites that we've got people covering all over the county and Tioga County. And so they can check on Facebook also and Instagram and Twitter for Northern Tier West uh, Sports Report. And, but yeah, it's com. Awesome. Sounds good. And uh, definitely, folks, go ahead and check that out. Remember, it's ntwsportsreport.com. Lance and uh, all the gang for, uh, you know, the Northern Tier Sports Report and such, doing a great job of uh, getting photos, getting great content out there. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, happy to see the fact that, you know, you've taken your love of sports. You've finally found a sports venture that uh, you're happy mm -hmm. with, you're comfortable with, and you're just out there enjoying it and having fun. It's like you're that uh, little kid who finally gets paid to go and watch sports absolutely you know that's what i said i just got out of coaching don't want to ref this is it this is the only other avenue so yeah it's perfect it's great all right so go ahead check lance out ntwsportsreport.com lance larkham thank you so much for taking some time this week of course we've got the district playoffs rolling around here in the near future so i'm sure uh, we'll catch up we'll talk more about that some of the matchups coming up here on the horizon as well but uh, lance want to tell you uh congratulations on the new venture and uh, keep doing the good work that you do and uh, we'll have you back uh, later on here on the podcast thanks shane
Great stuff there this week from Northern Tier West sports reporter Lance Larkham. That's right. Remember, check out all great things for the NTL West teams at ntwsportsreport.com for all things pertaining to the NTL West. Again, want to thank uh, head coach Andy Borzak for joining me this week here on the podcast as well. Great to catch up and give some shine and some light onto the NTL tennis scene as well. Good luck to the Hornets as they head into the district playoffs on both the singles and team side as well. Folks, we've got some NTL baseball coming up for you next week on the True Oldies channel. We've got Tawanda and Troy on Monday, Canton and Troy on Wednesday, maybe sprinkling in some softball action later in the week as well. Remember, you can check that out, True Oldies, 99.9, 107.7 FM, of course, online at WTZN.com and on the TuneIn app as well by searching WTZN. Don't forget, follow the NTL Now podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Just search NTL Now podcast. And, of course, you can follow the NTL Now podcast on Twitter as well. Just go to at NTL Now, or at NTL Now pod and uh, give us a follow that way too. So definitely glad to have all of you along. Remember, tell your friends, tell your family. Go ahead and uh, give us a like anywhere they want to go. And remember, uh, they can listen as well on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts, Spotify, and, of course, ntlsports.com as well. Big thanks to the sponsors. Big thanks to all of you listeners out there, folks. Thanks again for making this episode another great one. Glad we could bring you some more great NTL sports content. We'll be back next week for another great episode. I'm Shane Wilbur. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you next week with more great NTL sports talk right here on the NTL Now podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.